0: What's up guys? Ryan Fisher here talking about my history with CrossFit, programming, business, marketing, um, so many different things in the CrossFit space and what you guys can do to help you guys be better businessmen and better gym owners. We also find out just how long it takes Fern to
1: bleach his butthole.
2: That's definitely not true, but we do talk about a lot of business, treating your craft as a professional, and a whole host of other things. You're definitely going to want to check this out. This episode is packed. We'll see you there. Welcome to the best hour of their day podcast with your hosts Jason Fernandez.
1: And me, Jason Ackerman.
2: With more than 20 years in the business, as both coaches and affiliate owners,
1: our passion is to help create world-class affiliates
2: and coaches by building better boxes. boxes. Welcome to the best hour of your
1: day. All right, we're here with Ryan Fisher. <laughs> I told you. We have a live audience
2: and heated headphones, everybody.
1: <laughs> no, but we are here at the 2022 CrossFit Games. I've been trying to get Ryan on in person for probably about a month now. Yeah. I reached out. I heard Ryan on the Mark Bell, what's it, the Mark Bell Power Podcast? Yep. Power are, Project. Power Project. You were awesome on there. If you guys haven't, first of all, I love Mark Bell's podcast in general. I listen to almost every episode, but your episode was phenomenal and I was telling you, I listened on the way home from a vacation and I learned a lot about you. I mean, I think it goes without saying you're, you're really smart. You're crushing it in the programming space, which we'll talk about. But the one thing that stood out to me, Fern, is most people, I don't know. I mean, it's probably it's a new generation in CrossFit, right? Yeah. But the, but the old generation. But gener-
2: young kids don't know any of that shit.
1: I think that it's like a part of CrossFit folklore. Like, who's the know. guy that threatened to murder a <laughs> judge
0: again? <laughs> they still bring it back every now <laughs> and again. Actually, Dave... Uh, Castro, he posted, wrote, he posted but he a, it, but he had a nice
2: comment in there. He was no, Hiller, like, yeah, he's like, "I
0: don't hate him," right? And I was like, "That's bullshit." But right on, <laughs> Hiller,
1: Hiller posted it in defense of Dave. Hiller,
0: yeah. used yeah. Well, Hiller you. doesn't like me. Yeah, he doesn't like oh, me. Hiller. Doesn't like yeah. you. Oh, you
2: guys aren't you guys aren't internet friends?
0: I honestly don't know why anyone knows him. To be honest, I, well, I know he's he be, just like he's coming right. in and like making. The show like, just got <laughs> controversial. Everybody. Oh, it's fine. No, I just I'm don't just like. He's just coming in like. Bring that negative energy, which What's is fine. What's your political
2: preferences? Let's just start there. <laughs>
0: <laughs> He's moving out of California <laughs> to uh, Lake are Tahoe. Are you moving? I am, yes. Yeah. So I, live, I lived going? in um, Southern California for pff, 10 years now, and now I'm moving to Lake Tahoe. Oh, nice. On the Nevada side, Incline Village. Hell yeah. If
1: you want to feel jealous of someone's life, you check out Ryan Fisher on social media, and you're like, that dude <laughs> is living the life. Well-deserved, earned. Yeah. earned. And, and, and that's what it is. It is earned. But I, here's the thing. You said you've talked about it forever, and I appreciate that. But I wanted to give CrossFit listeners the backstory. And I yep. think one thing Fern and I really try to do with our affiliates and try to do with our coaching is understand there's two sides to every story. And we something we always say is you never know what someone's going through. And in that moment, you may have threatened to murder somebody. We get it. But there was a lot going on in your life, and that was like a really – important time, and it was being taken away from you.
0: Yeah. I mean, we've all been, like, hangry before, right? Where, like, your significant other is, like, trying to be nice. You're like, yeah, I'm going to fucking kill you. You know what, <laughs> what I mean? Because, you're, like, you're just, like, you're, you're worried about the sandwich you threw away, like, three hours ago. You're so hungry. I have a
2: three-year-old <laughs> that I have these discussions with regularly. Like, you know what, listen, what I mean? I'll so, throw like, you in the trash can. <laughs>
0: in the moment, I think it was, I don't know. It wasn't the best thing to say, but I feel like it was appropriate considering my situation. Just, like, for me personally, I think a lot of people don't realize that the years going into that, you know, I was a graduated – I had my – I had two degrees, one in ex- exercise physiology. I had another one in nutrition. I was on the Olympic team for skeleton and bobsled for five years. That was cool, too. I found out I didn't know that. that. I was yeah, a helicopter pilot. Cool. I mean, dude, I had the resume of, like, he has a insane resume. resume.
2: Well, I guess there is – is there recreational helicopter piloting? Well,
0: I was going professional, and then – so I, I paid a lot of money to get through some of these licenses, and then I was decided I was going to go into the military and fly. Oh, got it. Okay. So just, like, a bunch of different routes kind of went into play, but I gave up everything – to be in CrossFit. Like everything, I mean I had no money. And then like, I had negative money. I was stealing from the grocery store, like everything was like not okay. If you look up some of my old YouTube videos, I'm like competing to go to like, you know, stuff like the Granite Games and like the OC Throwdown was the big one back in the day. And I'm barefoot in all the videos and it's not because I liked being barefoot, it's because I had one pair of shoes and I wanted to go on dates and shit with clean shoes. So it was like, It was like a serious thing. Yeah. You know, and then it got to the point where for four months I slept on some girl's couch who I didn't even know because I was telling everybody I was going to drive back home to New Jersey. who's was where I'm from. you from I, Tom's River, right? Yep. Yeah. Oh, okay. And I was like, hey, guys, I got to go. Like, I got all money left. I sold, like, so many things, like, watches that were handed down to me. Like, I mean, I sold everything. And then eventually just, like, you know, this girl was like, well, you can sleep on my couch for a couple months to get on your feet. And I was like, I guess I have nothing else to do. I thought maybe for, like, one month it would be a thing you know but it turned into four and then i can't even tell you like for four months and like i'm a grown-ass 35 year old man like i'm not ashamed to say like i cried for probably five out of seven days out of the week and just was like as i'd go to sleep like my biggest thought was like why the fuck am i even waking up tomorrow just to go work out in the gym again like another fucking dirtbag for like three hours and be like i want to go to the games and all this stuff where were you training at this time in San Diego at a okay. gym called CrossFit PB. And, okay. In, uh, oh, yeah. That's yeah. Brian's gym. Yeah. Yep. So okay, I, that's so why I know Andrews it. and Brian. Okay, okay, cool. I worked out at their gym when I had nothing. Right. So, like, that's what I did. And, but, like, I had this belief where it was like I was beating some of the top guys in the world's times. And I was like, I know that if I get a chance to compete with these guys, I'll do really well. So, I eventually, you know, qualified for some big competition. Everybody was there except for like Rich Froning. This was the regional event. This was the OC Throwdown. Oh, the OC Throwdown. Okay. And I got second place. And then like 3 weeks later or like a week later, they feel like their scoring was all messed up and I actually won. So I got so much hype from that that all of a sudden I got a job and then like I got some spon- I got sponsored by like Progenix, remember that back in the day? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. And then like all these things started to like happen and that was kind of how like my career started. Um you know, and that's—I mean, I just a lot of people just don't know that, like that was what was going into that one event, right? And then obviously, the year before that event, people forget too—is actually I got fourth place, so I missed the games by one spot, yeah. and it was only because some guy got a snatch; he caught it on his knees and then stood up. It was like he shouldn't have got it. I feel like points-wise nowadays, they probably wouldn't let you do that. Yeah, that's so, typically not one of the points of performance—catching a snatch. So that next year, I was like, I'm going. I like trained my ass off. It was like the only thing I cared about. I made like a dollar all year you know i just put everything
2: into it and in that in that moment because now i didn't know any of that by the way so a kudos on you for for sharing that that's like i think being vulnerable is an underrated skill set but the
0: i'll cry right now (laughs) i
2: I dare you i mean it looks like we (laughs) all are right right now it's (laughs) so hot i swear this is the uh, (laughs) (laughs) but i mean now knowing that is like i don't even know if you remember what you were thinking at that time but if you're like hey if i if this doesn't work out like that's it I'm oh, done. totally. This yeah, isn't yeah. me either. losing a competition. Like, my fucking life is going to be over mm-hmm. at this
1: you, point. You said you don't even remember that moment. I actually don't, no. Yeah. And think about it, Fern. Like, we judge these guys. Like, they don't remember what's... They're, like, in a different space.
2: Stakes are high, dude. Well, this yeah. workout
0: was three minutes, too. It was twenty-one fifteen-nine 21-15-9 workout with dead, was the deadlifts and This is the one Yeah. Yeah. Which, to be fair, he bounced the fuck out of that bar. Well, was yeah. it a deadlift? <laughs> yeah. Okay. And that was one... You know and my looks way better than yours. Here's that. Here. We, you got, he's
2: here, we can go talk to him right can now. We can <laughs> grab him. This would be fantastic <laughs> to
0: be honest. I'm happy to laugh about it, but like I think he, he would agree and be like, Oh, okay, oh, yeah, I bounce the shit out of that. He we well, also
2: has seven standards. foot wingspan, and he's five four, so yeah, he there's does. That.
1: It, it's a crazy standard. Which at the time you got volunteer judges, that's a tough standard to be like, It's subjective, what's bouncing versus what's not bouncing, right. and that's what you were getting called for, right? Bouncing it. Sorry, Ryan's my no, Ryan. My Ryan's crew. waving <laughs> to his fans over there. <laughs> yeah. But you were getting no rep for bouncing, right? That's what they said. Yeah. Gotcha. So anyway, you, you don't remember the moment. But what, uh,
2: what year is that, by the way?
0: 2014? 2014. 14.
2: Were you competing when, that year? Because 13. No, I was. I had. I would. I got injured in 13, and then, yeah. and then that was that. My my games. <laughs> my games <stream laughs> was over. I peaked in 2012. I peaked in 2012. The, uh, yeah. what, when did you open chalk?
0: Um. So the year after that.
2: Okay. Which So was, that's that. That was kind of a. A jumping off point for a lot of things. Yeah. Okay. But it, it wound up helping you in the long term.
0: Yeah. I, well, yeah. I mean, it was hard to get my gym up and going. So, like, my mom started crying. She's like, oh, my God, no one's going to go to your gym. Everybody hates you. Like, <laughs> everyone said you're a maniac. And, like, I was like, Mom, it's going to be fine. Like, you're thinking about the whole world. I'm just trying to, like, open a gym in a small town in California. Nobody yeah. knows. I'll be <laughs> okay. Don't watch regionals.
1: regionals weren't even really yeah public at the time. Like, so- maybe on... What, Facebook? Well, something. you
0: know what though, I actually disagree to like right. to the point where like w- when we talk about old school CrossFit, fourteen was the peak, dude. I, so that's that's what I'm saying is like I think old school 2000 2000- because
1: YouTube peaked in
2: 2014. <laughs> no, well if you, <laughs> if you if you if you look at and uh, and this is not a secret. This is this is kind of common knowledge. The the peak of and we we're, were discussing this the other day in one of the in the panels. The peak of that of like. Level one attendance, level two, affiliate ownership was in 13, 14, 15. Like that, that little, that little three-year window was all-time high. Media was cranking, the games was at an all-time high. Like it was, it was now becoming a thing that could be dramatized. People were watching it, YouTube was blowing up. No, that was absolutely the peak, and, but I think we're getting ready to go through another one.
0: I mean, I think a peak, I think you could say it's the peak in terms of like all that stuff, but I think it was the peak in terms of like who you knew. Right. So like, you know, I didn't even go to the games, but so many people knew who I was. But like now It was it's, a smaller world too, right? Yeah. I mean it was a smaller world, but it was just like I don't I don't know. I just feel like you posted anything on Facebook, everybody knew what it was. Anything on Instagram, everybody knew what it was.
2: But now it's like I think social media had a significantly higher engagement at that time. Because, at the time. because it wasn't a dumpster fire at the time. Yeah. It was it was all it was it was stuff you wanted to see. It wasn't just hate. Yeah oh, by the way, man, how tall are
1: fun. you? 5'5". Five, five. I don't want gotcha. any guess any over five five. This is it. Yeah. But keep only guests because this is so much nicer. Talk, <laughs> to look I've other never people. spoken to somebody. <laughs> uh, what's up, Ben?
2: Wad prep in the house. Wad, Wad prep. Wad
1: prep. <laughs> yeah, you know Ben Javulski. Oh yeah. Wad prep.
2: Javulski. He's over in Boulder too. Yeah, yeah he's just in outside.
0: Yeah. Um, so go ahead. Yeah, 2014 was the peak, but so, evidently it didn't.
2: No, but hurt. I, I, I hear was what gonna say, to say is about. like
0: now I feel like if you don't make it like in the top five in the CrossFit Games, I have no clue who you are.
2: It's that's tough. It, and it's that's valid, I it's yeah. kind of a double-edged sword, I think. I now like this guy, this still, guy's a games athlete right like you, <laughs> there, right? Is he? Yeah. <laughs> no. No,
1: he is. That guy right there is a games athlete. Oh, yes,
2: no he is. I yeah. don't know what his yes, name I is. See, I got yeah. nothing I don't have to read a shirt. The yeah. um but I you can still make a living though, but you won't you're not going to get the big money. No. Right? The big money. And that's kind of a, it's a, it's a weird sport in that respect because the prize the prize money is really reserved for two people. You know first place. one of That's my it. most
0: viral posts of all time, and you do a lot of posts that are like pretty pretty good in terms of like digging people in their soul. Yeah. That's <laughs> but, no turtleneck yeah, advertising yeah. like yours. Dude, those yeah, are good yeah. ads. Um, I crush on those. <laughs> anyway, one of the most piercing posts that I ever had was like during my career when I decided to shift to business and do more like business side of things, which nobody was doing at the time. I think I was like the first person to sell an ebook. I was like, I don't give a fuck, I'm selling an ebook. I don't care. And like I, I don't think anybody was I think really I remember doing that that, actually. Yeah, Yeah. But, like, I told, I broke this down in a post one time. I was like, guys, listen, you are training X amount of hours per day, X amount of hours per week, and I trained with the games athlete, Kenny Leverage, at the time. Oh, yeah. yeah. And I watched how many classes he was giving up and how many personal training sessions he was giving up, and I watched all these things happen, and I broke down all the numbers, and I was like, if you go to the CrossFit Games after all is said and done, and you get third, which is insane, by the way, you're going to make 50 grand. I'm like, you gave up more than 50 grand all year, and if you had three personal training clients for a hundred dollars an hour, three days a week, it's fifty grand. So you're like barely even working oh. for fifty grand.
1: I want to say something about Ryan because we—you we, you were talking. You're very friendly with Alex Hormozy Yeah, and we're big fans. Your brains are like—you guys are always doing like math, right? <laughs> it's like a beautiful mind in their head. Like, but that's really smart shit. What he just did—it's <laughs> yeah. like—and I think a lot of. Three hours a day, three days a week. I mean, like you're gonna trade that for fifty grand of the games. I mean, no, but I mean, like a lot of people don't ever think about like it's a romantic thing, though. Because people are not. And that well, the cost of rainmaker. (laughs) No, but there's (laughs) rain rain man. I'm definitely not wearing my underwear. Rain Rain man. No, but there's a cost of like (laughs) sacrifice there. Opportunity cost. Opportunity cost. No, but but
2: what what you're leaving out is this is like any sport, which is a lot of people. Yes, there's money involved there, but that's not why they're doing it. They're doing it because they, let's, let's be honest, like you, you're looking for notoriety in some way, shape, or form. You're just super passionate and you want to climb that ladder and you want to be seen as the best at your, at your thing. And, and there's nothing wrong with that. It's a prerequisite for success, though. Right. People we,
0: think that, like, I need, so, like, I thought this my entire career. So, like, I can't wait to talk about this probably later, or we can segment into it now, but it's like, I remember. We have no agenda. So when, <laughs> go when I started my <laughs> so online. I should
2: just throw these show notes out. <laughs>
0: when I started my online training app, I literally, like, it exploded, like, right away. I mean, exploded, you know, in terms of what I was making at the time. So you like, said, like, 4X what you were making or something, I was right? making 4. I don't mind talking about numbers, but it was, like, I talked about, I was making 4 grand a month in the gym. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, Out I was, of that, that was my salary, right, right? Right, right? Like At the end of the year, if we made money, I, we would get a split or whatever. I have right. one partner. I'm 70% owner. He owns 30. And um, I remember the first day I launched my training program online, I made 4 grand the first week. And I was like, fuck, I'm going to get another 4 grand next month. And then it, it climbed all the way up to like 20 grand a month. And at no point did I ever I only like brought it up like two or three times in like a year or two. I think it took like two years to get to 20 grand a month cuz I didn't talk about it at all. And it's cuz I genuinely felt like I was the guy who threatened to murder the judges. I was the guy who like didn't go to the CrossFit games. So you know, a like, I was an imposter syndrome. Oh, I felt like I didn't deserve it at all. Mm-hmm. And like that's like such a terrible way to think about it Cause, and I and I genuinely thought that I needed to win so that I could tell people that i'm the best at making programs or this or that and i thought i needed that prerequisite for success and i absolutely didn't at all i mean every everybody needs to be good yeah
2: you don't even need to be good though you just need to be really good at what you do you well that's what i mean though like you good whatever thing you do like i don't i'm i don't like listen i think everybody probably has some sort of unique super skill like i have i take i take offense to people that sell garbage right for the sake of selling stuff but if you're good at your shit Listen, I'm in full support. Like, mm-hmm. sell it. Sell it high ticket. I don't care. Yeah. But, like, don't just be like, oh, this is the world's greatest training, pipe, you know, program. And you walk in and it's just like, oh, 5x5 five five back squat? Like, that's what you put in this ebook. you fucking turd? Yeah. Right? Like, but you that, know I people think, like that make a lot of money, right? They do. And it's annoying because <laughs> it's like, I get it. And that's, I think this is where you kind of have to make, like, a, a weird little kind of, like, ethical business decision is, like, what can, what can I take away from that? Yeah. Which is, like, this person's clearly doing something right. They're selling a terrible product and this this is every affiliate owner ever like but I'm really good at coaching and I'm like right but you're broke your yeah. gym sucks so how could we tip the scales and get a little bit more balance here which is like and a lot of people is just like learning to sell or they have issues with money or they have imposter syndrome or whatever I think we've all been through that like mm-hmm. I s- probably still deal with that to some extent and but I, d- I tell you what I do now is like I look at things like that and I'm like what what are they doing cuz something there is clearly working I don't have to like the product or the service but like What's the tactic or what's the, the sales thing that they figured out that would help me because I think that I'm better at a thing than somebody else, right? Not it's, even that person. It's,
0: it's very interesting. I talk to entrepreneurs all the time. I think like one of the biggest messages I get all the time in my DMs now is like people want me to do like business coaching. And I've actually asked Alex about this. I'm like, hey, you think I could shift to business coaching? He's like, dude, fuck no. Just keep doing what you're doing. Like your, your, your shit's good. Like, well, that's Alex's thing, right? Like, don't do 10 things well, yeah. do one thing great. I just get so many requests for it. Um, and it's just like it is very
2: interesting. Yeah, but you're getting requests. Beca- it's a weird one, right? Because it's like a it's a double edged sword. They're like, hey, can you do this? And like, well, I'm you're DMing me because I'm really good at this fucking thing, and now yeah. you want me to shift gears and do another thing. Yeah. And it's like, or
0: tell you what I'm doing. Right. I had a lot of athletes. I said it on Mark Bell's podcast. Like a lot of athletes I like competed back in the day. Who were happy to see me like get in trouble and all these different things, and they all messaged me and they're like, "Hey man, can you help me with like sales?" And I was like, "Absolutely fucking not. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I can help you with go fuck yourself." <laughs> <laughs> so,
1: what do you think makes your programming so special? And for the record, my wife um, has chalk programming, so I check it out. I like the Big Booty Blueprint. You're telling me to do FBA. Uh, what is it? Functional bodybuilding association. No, <laughs> I like that though.
0: <laughs> um, I, I don't think Marcus would like that cause he's functional bodybuilding. Oh, yeah, that's right, and yeah. we talk all the time. I love Marcus. Marcus Philly. Yeah, yeah. Good dude. Um, so basically it's called full body aesthetics. Essentially that's most it, of the programs. St- you weren't st- close at all by <laughs> the way. Samsonite.
2: Samsonite. I was way off.
0: <laughs> but I like it. I like it. You said way off. Um, if you guys don't know the movie Demon Dumb Dumber, please go yeah. watch that. We reference yeah, it Yeah, if you don't show.
2: watch that movie, don't watch this podcast anymore. By the way, <laughs> Marcus,
1: I want to give Marcus has a great, we're talking to our media guy, Nate.
0: Marcus's media guy, also named Nate, It's fantastic. You can oh. Steal that, Nate. Don't steal our <laughs> Nate. Yeah, bare minimum Nate over <laughs> here. Well, actually, Marcus texted me, like, a couple of days ago, like, two days ago. And he's like, oh, like, I know you're moving to Tahoe. Like, just come up and, and film with me anytime. And I was like, oh, hell yeah, that'd be awesome. Um, so a lot of the programs that I make, pretty much all of them, I design all myself. I don't have any coaches that help me with programming, which is insane. Everybody tells me I need to get You people. do all the tracks? All of it. What do you have, like eight? Seven. Seven tracks? Wow. I make them all myself How, every what, day. What's a week take you? Um, like a whole day. Pretty much. I'll be in the coffee shop. I usually take – So I mean, one day
1: a week you're doing seven tracks? I go five, in – Not all of them are five days a week, right? Some are
0: three days. Some are four days. Some are four in the Olympic lifting programs can be three at times. Um, but, yeah, typically I wake up on either Friday or Saturday morning, pop an Adderall, go straight to Starbucks, <laughs> and just try to forget about food for the day. And just water and coffee the whole day. And just crank, crank it out. And and that's just, kind of your routine. And just crank, yeah. And I don't take Adderall um, any other day. I just take them on those days. So, you work,
2: r- so you work four days a month?
0: <laughs> no, I have all the marketing stuff on the other days. Uh, you, so you
2: just write programming on Fridays?
0: It's either Friday or Saturday. Okay. A lot of times on Sunday, it's Monday in like Australia and London, I have, I have people all over the world. So I've started to get them in like at least by Saturday. So sometimes it's Friday, sometimes I'd Saturday. I'd like to stick
2: there for a second because this, this is a recurring theme specifically in affiliate ownership. Talk a little bit about your weekly routine. So all your stuff, right? Everything you do for both. Chalk and and your program, meaning chalk the the brick and mortar, the box, right? The brick and mortar. Yeah. So I don't do anything
0: really with the brick and mortar anymore. I have a manager now who does all of it. Um, do you mind? Good. I don't. I wanted
1: to ask you a personal question. Do you mind saying what you pay that manager ish? Um, I know that's a
0: person out there. So I I, I want to say it's like base is like four, but then everything else is performance based right. So if we hit
1: yes, okay, that's a good yeah. salary for a. a just because a lot of affiliate owners like, what do I pay someone to? I mean, she makes, to run the place. She, she pr- makes she, good money. She probably makes at least seventy.
2: Yeah, that's, right, that's, with,
1: with some perks in there. Yeah, with, that's great for a GM of a cross
2: affiliate. Most people would be happy with seventy grand. Yeah. yeah. Okay.
0: Um, I mean, I can tell you any prices of anything you want
2: to know. No, no, that was inter- yeah.
1: no, because a lot of box owners that we work with are at the point where they're like I want to bring somebody in. Where's a good starting point? And I think well, that's that, that depends about, on
2: what you can afford. People, that, that, that's not where I wanted to go with that. Just like I wanted to talk with like your. Programming style. Your program. Not even your style, right? So just, like, how you oh, the, approach. the week to week. How you approach, like, you get up. Because it sounds to me like you treat this like you would treat training. Like, I get up, I fucking do my work, and then I move to the next yeah. thing.
0: So I'm a big fan of, like, wake up and just start crushing right away. I will, like, like when Alex someone tells me their morning routine, I'm like, dude, just fucking stop it and start working. But, like, and I've, I, Alex is the first person to say it, like, publicly and, like, make it a thing. But I've always was just like, dude, like I don't have time to like go in the cold plunge, like meditate and like think about like all this shit, then do like a lime water and then like s- bleach my butthole in the sun. It's just like so
2: much. That's where my time is wasted. Bleaching <laughs> my butthole,
0: especially in college. The winters in Colorado
2: well, it takes me hours. Well, the reason I bring that, the reason I bring that up is because I think, because I do that too. Like, it you bleach a little, your butthole. No, I, I would be, but no, but I. I've I've slowly gravitated towards that over the last couple of years was like, and I didn't even know I was doing it. It sounds like this might be you too, which is like I, don't, I treat the box and all the stuff that we do at Best Hour like I used to treat basketball and how I used to treat training, which is like it's my job. I get up and I train or I do the thing and I treat every day like that. Like there's things I'm trying to accomplish. I'm not just like, what am I going to do? I'm going to take it easy this morning. And I'm like, no, like that's not – it's not what professionals do. And I think a lot of box owners, a simple mindset shift, which is to be like, hey, if we're really being honest, we could find 20 hours in your work week and we could get some shit accomplished.
0: I actually would think, and I, I, would, I would definitely guarantee, like, if you're not uncomfortable right now in what you're doing, that you're probably not that good at it. I like that. I'm just going to say, like, I feel like if you are not, like, uncomfortable in some way, like, you don't like waking up early to, wor- to get your work in, or you don't like going to bed on time or you have to have a lot of tough conversations, then I would say you're probably doing the right thing. But if you're just like, dude, life's fucking great. And I, like, I, don't, nothing, I don't worry about anything. I'm like, your
2: business is probably falling apart. I've heard that referred to as the stretch. You kind of like live your life like right at the edge before it breaks. You're just like, I live here for a little bit, and then I adapt to that, and then I can stretch a little bit further, and you just keep doing that all yeah. the time. It's
1: like training, right? Like You need to be challenging yourself constantly, and that can be whether it's what time you wake up or yeah. having a more disciplined routine.
2: That's what's, actually, your, what's your current... Wait, wait Ryan was about to give me a call. i oh, oh, I was going to say,
0: that's like a good thing is like um, a lot of people think that when you start getting successful in your business, everyone's like, oh, he only cares about money. Like, I've had, I've had employees think that like Ryan only cares about money for sure. And it's like, dude, you don't understand what it's like to get to where I'm at and then have to deal with all these other fucking mega brands because they're just going to eat me. Like I'm going to be like a little tiny little plankton walking around oh. as whale is just like, whom? And it's just like... How do you not understand that? And then, like, why do you not want to be part of this to make more money? Like, also, the why is making coach, more money a bad thing, dude? The average coach literally blows my mind. I'm like, why do you not want to be better? Like, why do you not? It's so hard. Like now, especially, I feel like to find someone who like wants to coach, but then also wants to do the other things. It's either they either want to coach and want to go to the cross game at the same time, or they want to coach and they don't really. Well, know the other side I, I
2: think there's just a misunderstanding about the amount of work required to be successful in yeah. any profession like forget affiliate ownership like if you wanted to be the best car salesman in the yeah. world like guess what like that's gonna be hustle city dude like you're but gonna that's, be like
0: that's what all brought us in we like all the uncomfortable shit so let's go on the marketing but
2: here's what I find really uh, kind of perplexing about that is like a lot of people can't transition the physical pain over to the kind of like mental pain They're that's like, a good point they don't, they, don't, they don't like it it's like well you can go out there and do a 1,000 burpees, that's cool, but you can't sit down and write five emails? Like, I don't, yeah. where's the disconnect here, right? It's just it's That's because
0: they haven't made like a
2: grand on an email yet, you know what I mean, or something like
0: that. It's like, you Dude, haven't- The you number haven't of
2: clients that we have be like, hey, um, what, what should I do, like membership's done, I'm like, you should email everybody that ha- that left within the last 90 days, and they're like, 10 of them came back, and I'm like, easiest yeah. $10,000 you ever made. Yeah. yeah. Like, Compliance it took 10 minutes. An email. Yeah. yeah, that I drafted for you.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, it is crazy, I mean, it's the same thing with like nobody really likes crossfit until they like do a fran on broken right? right it's the same thing with like business too it's like nobody likes doing an email until you make a couple grand or no one likes dude you know how many times like my biggest thing is like i make ads really good ads right that's my thing and i make you know i get good roi RO, ads on my return on ad spend for those of you who don't know um on, on a lot of my ads and a lot of you guys watching you've probably seen my ads because i spend like I don't know.
2: Way too much. Yeah, they yeah.
0: pop up every other story. Yeah, there's there's millions being spent there, but like really millions. Yeah, I, at least, I, I spent at least a hundred grand a month. I think last month I spent like a hundred and sixty grand. Are you doing that yourself? What do, you, do I spend the money?
1: No. Do you actually? Are you spending sit other down down and, money? <laughs> What do you do, do you do sit you? down and actually make the, the ads? not make them like program them to hit the certain demographics that you want? All that
0: I like, kind of write all the
2: scripts for myself. You do the creative portion. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: And so, then somebody else sets them and puts them out, like do you have a business manager for I that. I have
0: an, a girl who runs my ads, who worked for another company, and then I kind of like took her, and then she works for me full time now, and she's awesome. And then we kind of just spit fire back and forth with each other for ads. That's probably my most important thing I do besides the programming, or like those two things. Is like always thinking about ads, always thinking about this other thing. And I like to model after other people who are like way more successful than I am. I watch their ads. Who are the people you look at? Uh, so this is actually going to blow people away in the podcast, but, like, you guys probably don't know, like, most people listening, but you guys probably know. Have you ever seen a guy V-Shred? Let's hit it.
2: We all have unlimited potential. We just have to figure out how to unlock it. The best way to burn fat and get shredded is not keto, it's not paleo, it's not vegan, it's not carnivore. It's definitely not intense exercises like this. I've not seen V-Shred. Uh, why do I...
0: I don't, like, respect him as, like, for what he does for the programming industry. He's the guy who does, like, the five-by-five. Five. Like, it's just, like, literally probably workouts you can find on, like, right. Pinterest, to be honest. It's embarrassing. <laughs> I get my training from Pinterest. Dude, I'm <laughs> telling you. I think I, that, that, uh, that a was a version. Really
2: It's a uh, different than 531. It's called yeah. 642. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, I mean, he just, like—he's just, like, the average person's workouts. Right. But, you know, I, I know through Alex that he made $300 million this year. So he's doing all right. Yeah. He's doing okay. They spend an ungodly amount on ads as well. He probably took home, like the company probably takes home like 40 or 50 a top line and they all have a bunch of business partners and this, that. So like for him to be able to generate that much on ad spend, whether he takes that home or not off a of top line, I'm like, okay, this guy's ads are really good. Yeah, it doesn't so, matter.
2: That's not, the, that's not the lesson there. It's so like,
0: I analyze the ads that he writes and a lot of the ads that he says. So like that's that's one person I use for ads. And like it's inter like <laughs> talk about breaking beliefs. Like... I always feel like I have to be in my gym, chalk performance training in Orange County, California, to make the perfect ad. Or, like, I have to be in a gym, or I need to be on the competition floor at the games. This motherfucker's in his backyard with a pool with like a floaty in the back, and he's just like walking around. And he, ha- I mean, he- what he says is very, very good. Or he'll be like on the bleachers at a football stadium. You have no idea this guy's making this kind of money. He just looks like a normal dude. But he says just the right things to trigger you in. And, I mean, there's, you know, we all know about, like, how to reach people's pain points and kind of reel them in and all those things. Maybe you guys don't, but you should look into it. If you want to make, <laughs> make money online, you should. Um, all those different kind of tactics. Like, you should look up, like, how to make a VSL, a video sales letter. You guys know what a VSL mm-hmm. is? Yeah. Oh, yeah. If you guys can make that in, like, 90 seconds versus 30 minutes, which is a typical VSL, you can be able to make a really good ad. Um, so I like to do a lot of stuff like that and work on that stuff. Typically, my best ad right now is actually me rollerblading down the street. If you can imagine, people buying an app and buying my programs off of me rollerblading down the street. Um, but that has to do
2: with the visual aspect of it, right? Like, people see it, and they're like, what is that? And all of a sudden, they're like, oh, and then the copy or, like, whatever you're saying. They're like, oh, that's interesting. I'll yeah. go a little bit deeper. But the first thing is, like, visually, what do they see? It it stops them. Usually, movement is number right, one. Right, movement is number right? one. Right, so a lot of people
0: will do those videos at their desk. Not as good as someone moving. Or sometimes they'll be moving as they sit in their desk. That right. makes a big difference. I mean, I can break down so many little things.
2: But here's the deal. Here's what I think is important about that—not necessarily the ad, which is obviously you nerd out and you're good at programming, right?
0: That's my number one passion for sure. Right.
2: But and I and I would argue, although we could we just disproved it, that if you weren't good at that and you do, and you dove in on ads, but I think for a lot of Crossfitters specifically, because that's who our demographic is, is like they really want to do both, right? And I think that's the balance is like you love programming, you're good at programming. You're seeing a lot of this, this success because you paired that skill set with like, oh, how do I get in front of people? Let me get that skill set. And you meld those two together. And then now we're here having this conversation and people are like, this dude crushes at selling programs online. I'm like, right, but he wouldn't be able to do that if his programs were shit.
0: Yeah, so that's another thing that Alex talks about is like, if you, you know, you can spend all this money and all these different things or you can just have a really good product. So like for me, I told you it went from four grand to 20 grand a month off of me not doing any marketing at all. And I think by the time I hit, like, 40 grand a month was when I was like, dude, I need to push this. Because, like, now I have the— Proof of concept. I have the confidence of it, though, you know? It was like, oh, I hadn't competed anymore. I didn't really give a shit what anybody thought anymore. And, like, now it's like, dude, this is, you know, this is what I do for a living. And I just, like, always have this thing in the back of my head, like, from my mom. She's always just like, Ryan, I don't give a shit what you do with your life. Just whenever you do it, make sure you're the best person. Like, she's like, I will not be upset if you work at McDonald's, but I want you to be the best fucking worker there. She goes, Because good opportunity will always come from people liking you and being like, this guy's fucking good, and then something will happen. And when I hire coaches for my gym, I say that. I'm like, dude, I don't have, I wouldn't have any of this if I wasn't such a good coach that some guy was like, hey, you want me to give you money to open a gym? And I was like, yes. You know? And it was like,
2: it's
0: just like, I tell people, like, you should want to be the best coach. And when people go home and they're like, oh, how was the gym? And they're like, it was okay. I'm like, that means that you, as a human being, are okay. Like, someone met you today and thought you were okay. Like, that is, like, <laughs> do you know how fucking depressing that is to me? Like, if, you, if I leave this podcast and you're, like, dude, that podcast with Ryan was, like, okay. Uh. I'd be, like, text me that. I'll fucking kill myself. You know what I mean? Like I, don't, like, I don't like that shit. I feel like you should leave an imprint on everybody that you meet. It could be a bad one, but, like, at least they remember you. Everybody loves we're Johnny. That.
1: <laughs>
0: Johnny McEnroe left a lot of bad imprints on people, but crushed. Yeah, that's a,
1: that's a good point. I think it's one of those things where everyone's, if everyone's just adequate, like nothing stands out. So you need to just. Well, this is stand literally what out. we were just
2: talking about there in the classes, which is <clears throat> I was telling everybody in there because we were talking about the ideal class experience. And Does your gym take programming seriously? Do your members take progress tracking seriously? Team Builder works with performance coaches from CrossFit to the NFL to bring an elevated experience when it comes to program design, tracking, and reporting. Take a free 14-day trial and get complimentary CrossFit programming by using promo code BESTHOUR. Oh, I love I mean, there's that. Prob- there's probably like, I don't know, 25, 30 people in there. And I said, listen, we could talk about business all day long, but if your class sucks, it doesn't matter, right? Because... Ultimately, if we just walk through this whole like, sales pipeline, it's just like, oh, the ad was cool. The copy was cool. I got in there. They sold me something cool. And then I show up here and this place is more milk toast. The disconnect between what they've experienced between that and then now when they walk in the door and what happens here, they're never coming back. And they're sure shit not going to say anything good about you. So I'm like, this is the most important thing. And then you should stack as many skills on top of the most important thing as humanly possible. And I don't think enough people are okay with like a how long that takes, b how many hours over that time frame it's going to take. Like how many how many hours would you say you've put in on programming? Like oh just my. nerding out and trying to learn programming. People always no
0: say drugs. like no drugs. Though. No people. Say, I mean <laughs> that didn't really happen until I hit seven programs. Before that, it was only like two or three programs and all natural. Does
1: Adderall help?
0: For I've me, never for taken Adderall. Do you I take it? It only yeah. helps the right people. Like honestly, so like I heard some people it makes. Yeah. Right? So I think that I like probably should have had it, like probably a long in time Canada ago. In school. I just have such an insane amount of like, perception on things. Like I just like, I wanna do everything at one time. But Adderall makes you focus, right? It makes me focus, yeah. So did you ever take an Adderall, and then like eight hours we ever later? Diagnosed, were you ever no, diagnosed you, you with ever like realize, or something?
2: Do
1: you ever realize you were focusing on the I, wrong I, thing? I have been, yeah, before. Yeah. Did you ever take an Adderall and then focus on the wrong thing for eight hours? Like shit, I that program. actually can't happen. So like, <laughs> <laughs> typically, typically, like, it's like sure. I've been staring at this <laughs> mug. It's usually for eight, eight hours. <laughs> no, it's not that, it's usually like
0: shoes. <laughs> like you start, you're like, you're, like on the programming, <laughs> window, and all of a sudden, like, a Nike shoe pops up, and you're like, oh. And then you try to, like, get that shoe as cheap as possible for, like, the whole... <laughs> it takes you eight hours. And I've lost thousands of dollars in the process trying yeah. to find it. Like you've an idiot. gone
2: through this weird eBay <laughs> window. You're like, so oh, my ridiculous. God, this guy in w- this. Guy's but you got a sweet
1: pair of Jordans. With- yeah.
2: But how, many, like, how much time do you think you've spent there? And I don't mean writing programs. I mean just, like, really nerding out, dissecting, spending time becoming an expert at writing programs. I know
0: people say 10,000 hours is like the golden rule. I would say I'm at least three to four times that. I mean, it's insane. If you're spending eight a day, that's just, you're just in the physical act, but you're talking like thinking about it. Right,
2: probably like all day. Well,
0: inside my app, I want to say I have a little over 25,000 workouts. So when I was using the programming, it was in Wattify. It still is in there, unfortunately. But But you have an app as well? So I have an app right now for a VIP program, which is like one-on-one coaching. Okay, that's done. That just launched. I had a bad issue with a developer on the other side, where I was building one and I lost a whole bunch of money. But Watify's still not bad. I don't mind Watify as a user experience so much as like, like, I don't. I what I don't like about it is the. I'm trying to do this in a. I'm trying to say this in a way that's like not going to take me too long. Yeah, because we're like,
1: sponsored by Spotify, so let's be. No. No, no, no. Are you really? Oh. <laughs>
0: no, I mean it's fine. I write them, really, really nice emails all the time. Yeah, they get a um, good a good chunk of money
1: <laughs> from your programming, I'm sure. Oh, they do for sure. But
0: anyway, it's like I, you know, in in the marketing world, I would rather everything be as least amount of clicks as possible. Yeah. So the way that I have to do it to make it, it's so like I, I use Zapier for like so many different things to throw everything around, and like it winds up giving me like different types of memberships inside of Spotify it's just a nightmare so right. I, I think just for me it would be a lot nicer but sometimes i don't really You're like the You're talking about way
2: on the back end for you specifically yeah. not not the user end
0: the visual part could be better and like as as much as i don't really like the visual part i wish it was better people don't they care they just upgraded they really it, like it but
2: i don't i haven't really had time to go back in and cuz we use it but i don't really I spend a ton of time they did more upgrades time.
0: on the back end it's kind of hard like as the user you don't really see very much but
2: they, well, they, they just changed some of it. I don't remember what it was. They have custom branding, which yeah. is like you slap your logo on it. But they, they're always changing things in the back end. And Wattify, sometimes I don't know where you come up with these updates and your things. They're like, Will we, changed, a, a we changed members to athletes. I'm going to be
0: building one now. Okay. I, I just got to start again because of the other guy. It just kind of screwed me. How many clients do you work with one-on-one? Um, we usually get like 100-ish a month.
1: You're working with 100 you must have a couple of people that help. you. I have you. coaches and yeah. stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, are you working directly with anyone?
0: Um, so I used to work with directly with people, but I would just give them like an outlandish price. And What's then... an outlandish price? Like yeah. Fern's thinking
1: about making a comeback. Twenty twenty three CrossFit Games.
0: <laughs> my year. What would it cost? What would somebody? I just had have a to couple pay? people pay me fifteen grand for three months.
1: So Whew, that is outlandish. But yeah. a, hey, we and tell I people would... like, ask what you." What makes you
0: excited to help? I get right? them on the phone and they'd be like, "Oh my god, blah blah blah." Like I want, I just I definitely want you to be my coach, and I'm like, "Well, that's going to be 15 grand." And then they're just like, "All right." And I'm just like, "You just sometimes you get the right person that it's fun for you as well." But I tell them, I say, "I just want you to know that you're going to get a worse experience with me. You're going to like a coach that will literally get back to you right away versus like me running all my businesses. I might get back to you at the end of the day or maybe tomorrow." Right. If you're looking to for me to look at your snatch form, and they still yeah, do it but like, certain people, yeah, they just don't care. I mean, and I some, still think about taking a few on, but I'm like, oh, I don't know. Sometimes you get the wrong person. Sometimes you get the right people. It's like, it's
2: like taking personal training clients in the gym. They're like, oh, take personal training. And I'm like, careful with that.
0: Yeah, tough. <laughs> so but, if you get the wrong one, it's, we take, tell them, like, it's like bashing your
2: face into a wall for an hour.
1: Charge a number where you're like, okay, I'm excited to do this. Yeah, you got to be excited.
2: Personal, physical personal training has got to be the right person. Like yeah, you, I, sure. you, listen, I could be like $5,000 an hour, and there's still people I'd be like, no, thanks, I'm good. Like, no, I'm (laughs) not doing it.
1: So tell us a little bit about the seven tracks. You got uh, not functional body. Uh, Full body aesthetics. Full body aesthetics. You got the big booty
0: blueprint, an Olympic
1: training, a CrossFit program. The CrossFit
0: I renamed strength conditioning. Okay. Because I have my own twist on it. So, like, when I opened my gym, the first thing I thought of when I opened the gym was, like, I'm a big-time competitor. I know these guys don't need that. What do they realistically need and what can I do for them that's going to make them go out in the world and people be like, fuck, where does this guy work out? Mm-hmm. Or where does this girl work out? So, like, since the beginning, I basically don't do, like, a ton of snatches. Like, we do them, but, like, not a lot. We don't do, like, a ton of overhead squats or handstand push-ups or all these, like, traditional kind of cross fitties things. Again, we still do them. A lot of times on Saturdays, team workouts, we do them. Uh, but, like, during the week, it's, I usually try to focus on, you know, squats, deadlifts, presses, and then we do aggressive conditioning pieces. And I, I like to call it, like, more of an aesthetics-based programming versus a performance-based programming. And I tell people all the time, I'm like, you're going to have so many more happy members, in my opinion, doing it that way. Because there's nothing worse than a 40-year-old guy who's spending $200, 300 bucks a month. He's been sitting at a desk all day, and all he cares about in the world is, like, going to his gym and having a good time with all his people And he's doing a fucking overhead squat with a bar for half the class. And then, you know, he barely gets to work out. Three months go by and his body still looks the same. It's like, I don't like that shit. I've heard you say that and
1: actually one of our clients mentioned on a call that, you know, when people you see people in chalk gear, you want them to look a certain way, like proud that they go to chalk. And I think that's a cool concept. I like it. We want people to leave the box and rep the box or, you know, the affiliate and gym and and, and look the part.
2: I think some of this is a, lack of understanding of of both coaching and programming right and because i think what you just said i don't disagree with i also think some people would take that idea and just be like well they'll just throw the whole they'll throw the baby out of the bathwater and they'll abandon everything and i'm like in a lot of instances you just need some slight tweaks to the programming and looking at this through a just a different colored lens right i don't have to throw the whole program out the window which is like yeah you don't need to snatch four times a week do we love snatching absolutely do we think it's good do we think we get a lot of value out of it yes but does that trump, am I going to die on that sword if it's a bad experience for somebody to come in and snatch and be miserable and not have a good time? And I'm like, at the bare minimum, if it's, it's worth a discussion with the team. Be like, wh- wh- where do we draw the line here on, like, dying on the sword here versus can we get them fit using CrossFit methodology or uh, some other variation of that? Yeah. By just thinking a little bit more about the client and less about how we feel about the program. Yeah. Right? And that's literally what I was talking about those people out there. I was like, you need to look at the class experience through the lens of the client, not what you think is good coaching. And a lot of, because a lot of instances, it's terrible client experience, right? A well, lot I, of- I don't
0: uh, even have the same warm up in all my classes for my coaches. Like- I'll, I don't either. I'm literally like, dude- the, um, the morning crew is a different crew than, than, than the afternoon crew. You should not do the same
2: thing there. They will quit.
0: The, the noon crew is different. Everybody's different. I know all these programs out there that, you know, people spend a lot of money on their apps and all these things. There's famous people out there. I'm not going to name them. But, like... I disagree with it. It's like, dude, you can't have a cookie-cutter experience for every person. Like, people like to go to fucking JoJo's class. Or I also like, think it you makes... Know what I, mean?
2: I think it also creates a crutch. Meaning, like, it's just, it's just spoon... Everything's spoon-fed. And they're like, what does you do for them? I'm like, I don't know. Maybe you should Google... Good warm-ups. Maybe you should
0: be a fucking coach. Right, maybe
2: you should do some homework yeah. and do some things and, like, go do a little bit of homework and research and try some things and do that. So, like, I don't like when it's just like, hey, this is exactly how you're going to do it. Like, I give my coaches free reign on warm-ups. Free reign. Absolutely That's, do whatever do the you same want.
0: same exact thing. I love that. You're the first person I know who does that. People ask me about warm-ups all the time. I'm like, dude, no. Like, no, Well, stop all, it. uh,
2: It's also, like, it's the most challenging thing from a coaching standpoint. It's the thing that becomes... Like Groundhog's Day, the fastest, which is like, okay, well, then we should all be participating and trying to make this a little bit more fun and a little bit more creative to get there faster. And it's like, we don't do the same shit every single day. Yeah. I'm like, dude, use your brain.
1: I like what you you said, Ryan, because if I woke up at 4.30 to hit the 5 a.m. class. No, well, Ryan said, you know, the 5 a.m. class needs a different warm-up than 3. If I woke up at 4.30 to hit the 5 a.m., it's like, we're playing the pizza game or something. I'm going to kill you. what the (laughs) fuck is happening? Yeah. Like... Get me moving, like I was sleeping thirty minutes ago yeah, like cardio need, right away I need to get moving, I need to wake up, and I need to not waste time like at four o'clock in the afternoon i've been sitting around like i need to it's okay to like take a minute to get my mind right to have a little bit of fun yeah. so I, I I agree with that like you you need to know your audience there and mix that up
2: I think it forces growth right from a- co- like I want you to be creative I want to see what you have like you should occasionally run workouts that like don't go or sorry, warm ups that don't go well. You're like that didn't mm-hmm. pan out the way that just I like wanted it to. Just like program, just like you, yeah, like that. Do
1: a workout mm-hmm. once in a while. That you're like, I thought that was gonna go a lot
0: different.
2: Yeah, turns out it was a shit show. Uh-huh. Yeah, but you, like, yeah
0: you, I don't think that I don't. I don't think gym owners have the responsibility to train trainers. Like when you go on the NSCA website after you're done getting your degree and getting your NSCA like license, your CSCS, right in college, it's like. When you apply for, you know, some of these jobs straight out of it, they expect you to know some shit. You know what I mean? Like, I don't expect you to coach in my gym and not know how to do a warm-up. Like, if you have to ask me for a warm-up, am like, you're just not the right person.
2: Yeah. I think it's both. I think, like, as a trainer, you shouldn't be like, well, they're not helping me. And I'm like, well, you're not doing anything either. But at the yeah. same time, I'm like, if you're a, a gym owner not helping somebody work through that, well, then, A, they're not going to stay. Yeah. Right? So, like, you should be participating. But it's, it's a... It's like a marriage, right? Like, you're both responsible for participation. And the one at the point which one of you stops participating is typically when there's a breakup.
0: So are you doing anything for chalk anymore?
2: The
1: the brick and mortar?
0: The actual gym, no, not really. I mean, all of my programs still go in that gym. Um, And so it's, they follow the strength conditioning and they follow the sweat. So the sweat for me is a conditioning only class. We don't do any strength. And in my opinion I put it it's like it's the it's the workout that someone can come straight off the street and do without like any sort of like fundamentals or anything. It's like I just wanna work out and maybe I'll do CrossFit in the future, but it's like what am I gonna do right now? Do this my class. And like we'll do kettlebell swings and um, like wall balls and we'll do pull ups and, and all different things. But we won't do like anything really with a barbell unless it's like a front squat or like a lunge, but like there is no everything like snatches and cleans are all dumbbells. Like everything I, that we do in the class I could teach you in like ten seconds. Do you have an onboarding at Chalk if someone wants to do the CrossFit style classes? I usually tell them to do sweat first and then... So that is the onboarding? Yeah, pretty much. And then basically from there, I tell them to get a session with a trainer and then I'll even credit you that towards your membership. Really? Or you can just get that in the beginning and I'll credit you towards your membership. So I like try to get everybody one-on-one. So if somebody purchases a one-on-one, that will count towards their membership? Yeah. What's the split for a trainer if they, if they work for you? If they're a trainer in my gym, yeah, they keep all of it. They have to coach. I have it. An eye twitch, no. They have to. <laughs> they have to coach at least ten classes a week, and they just keep all of it. Just because, honestly, I just really want the coaches to be happy. Like, I live in Newport Beach, California. This right. is not a model I I suggest for everybody.
2: I was I was gonna ask a very for candid like, question, like
0: the cheapest house by us is like two million dollars. That's what
2: I was gonna say. Like, do you think you would do that if you were not? Would you? 100% now okay. But if you were I want to make that very clear everybody. I just don't want to like I don't. Do I know why you're doing it You're doing yeah. it because I don't want to get new coaches you, Every you, month but, <laughs> but it's also because Like you're in a position To do that And that's what you want to do Which is Always what I'm recommending To affiliate owners Is like listen You should run a successful business In order to do Whatever you want From that point right If yeah. you want to give away All your money Give away your money I don't care But you can't Give away all your money If you don't have any money Yeah, And you can't be benevolent With the exception of time If you have nothing To give people
1: Could would, would you be able to do that if you didn't
0: have your programming for your income? Uh, that's actually a good question. I probably would take their money. <laughs> right, that's <laughs> no, what I'm that, saying, that, right? Yeah, that's, that's, the point, that's the question
2: right? I was yeah. asking, right?
0: You know what sucks, though, is, like, they don't appreciate it.
2: Well, do they know any better?
0: Mm, no, they do. If they went to work at, like, a lifetime or at any time, they'd be They'd get 40%. I know, they've, split, 40%, right? Right? I know yeah. they've looked at other gyms at certain points, and they're kind of like, oh, shit, like, we are getting a good deal. But it's like, when I want to instill certain rules, I get pushback, and it's like, you know, I, I you know, I, they, they they might listen to this at some point, and it's fine. It's just more of like I really want them to understand, like the gift that you're getting a, is all your coaches listen to this podcast. So be careful.
1: <laughs> with what Honestly, I, I
0: would never say anything that I was like, you know, but well, I think, wish I I think, didn't think you have right, typical
1: right. box owner struggles. It's like, yeah. especially you said they have to ten a week. that's a good amount. So you it's do you have part time cla-
2: coaches though. It's two yeah. two a day for five days a week.
1: Right. So you have some.
0: Coaches out of other careers or coach elsewhere? Yeah, no, uh, no, they don't coach anywhere else. They just coach mm-hmm. at my gym, but they usually, a lot of them usually do PT, and they stay out of the way and like they're. It's like it's not really a big deal. Sometimes they're in the way, it's kind of an issue, and I'm like, dude, what the fuck? But how big's
2: your space? It's I've fi- only seen videos of it. It's 5,500 total. How much is that like usable floor space? So usable
0: floor space is like 3,500, and the rest of it is like nice showers and locker rooms. And God, all it's that's like well. a really nice facility. Like, it's not. Nice, I've seen yeah. pictures
2: of it. Like uh, one of my good buddies, uh, uh, Travis Kennedy. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's, he was out in Virginia Beach for a long time, and he was at my box for a long time, and then we moved back out there. He's yeah. there so I've, like, seen a bunch of his videos. I know ideas. him very well. I know. Yep. I figured as much when I saw what he was doing. I was like, oh, I see what he did there. <laughs> you,
1: you were one of the first people that opened a box and was like, Let's I want us make, make nice. this
0: nice. Yeah. And, and you probably had to in your area. Yeah. So, I mean, my business partner was like, I want to open a gym. And I was like, I don't. So, like, <laughs> uh, I don't know if this partnership is... <laughs> That's like We've come to 30. our first like, hurdle. Like, I want to work hard. I'm like I know because so. I was making like 6,500 bucks a month as a trainer, and then I knew it when I opened the gym. I was going to make four grand a month, being the because we the talked owner. about the numbers yeah. and stuff. And he said, like, "Well, you might make more at the end, like when well, you know when when the profit and everything." And I was like, "I don't know." This Thirty grand nice. less a
2: year sounds terrible. So
0: I was like, "Dude, I'll do it if you give me a million dollars." I'm like, mm-hmm. "He's to like, open, not like well here." I was like, "I want a million dollars." He's like, "What do you need a million dollars for?" I was like, "I want it to be so cool that it's like crazy." And he's like. He's like, well, let's see how much that costs. And, yeah, like, if you need a million, I'll give it to you. And what I was like, it, and I was like, oh, cool. I think I only wound up spending, like, 250 or 300 Yeah, I was going to say, grand. you can only spend so much yeah. opening a really nice cross. Yeah. So I didn't need nearly as much as I thought. And uh, it wound up, t- I mean, that's how I got, I think I had, like, 120 members the first day I opened. And I didn't know anything about business at all. The only thing I knew was, like, all the other gyms in my area sucked. So I started just putting out a bunch of social media on the gym as I was opening it. I'd be like, hey, guys, like, I just bought like thirty grand worth of Olympic lifting plates, all colored plates. Like no one had those at all in right. my in Back my area. Especially. It was crazy, and then like everyone had like two assault bikes. I was like, I just bought ten assault bikes. I just did this. I just did this. I'm putting the paint up and doing all this stuff, and I would just kind of like tag all the all the hashtags like in my area. I've never seen that. Yeah. And then it was I would like tag other Dude, gyms to tag <laughs> other gyms. That's so funny. Well, they all kicked me out because like I, I I just wanted like, to work out in some of these people's gyms. They not They were all mean to me. So I was like, all right, well I'll just tag the gym. So then. By the time it, it opened, I got so many, so many members from other gyms. I never like, reached out to anyone, they just saw the social media. Right. Um, and then yeah, I had 120-ish members. I, I never had a day in the red ever. Wow. And the gym still That's makes incredible. really good money now. Why do you, I was gonna say, why do you stay open? Not that, or why don't you sell? Like, what, I would love what? to sell it if the right person came along. So like, people have asked me to sell, and like, I just really want the gym to still be chalk as a place that people are excited to go to. And I just don't want the wrong person to take it over and be like, well, this is my gym and this is how I'm going to run it. Right. It's like I still want content to come out there, to come out of there. I still want, like, the, pe- the people who run it to, like, love the brand of chalk, you know. Um, I just wanted to ask
2: you about the branding in there. In the walls, so your color is orange yep. at the box, obviously. In the walls behind the squat racks where it has, like, looks like drywall and then the holes. The holes. I did Are, that myself. But that's intentional, right? Intentional, Okay, yeah. yeah.
0: People ask me about that all the time. Like, I just want it to be, like, a kind of uh it's unique. Like the creative workspace vibe? No, it's great. I've
2: yeah. always wanted to ask you that. And I was yeah. like, I'm pretty sure you did that on purpose, but like, I like it. I dig yeah. it. It's cool. That's where it's where you make
0: fecal over handstands too. So it kind of chipped the wall anyway.
2: Right. That's why I was like, there's one of two things that happened there. It's yeah. so like way too many handstands up there on the drywall, or he did that on purpose. And I'm like, it's cool. Cause, and this is something I think is, I think more gems should think about is like, I've always remembered that about your gem. And I'm like, that's cool. Yeah. Like, I don't even know why. I have no idea why that yeah, I can't, catches I have, my eye. I
1: cannot believe you knew that right now.
2: Really, I don't. Yeah, I don't like know why we've it never my...
1: discussed that, I and mean, we, you didn't know we were going to talk to Ryan until like <laughs> a couple hours ago. So, I you... mean, it's
2: not like he's a nobody.
1: No, but you legit, it stuck out to you. Is the point? That's my point, yeah. right? It's,
2: like, is like being outrageously unique is not always required. Like, just like the subtleties matter. Is really where I was going with that. And it's, like that was a subtle thing. And I'm like, that's cool. Like, I dig. Sometimes it tells me a lot about people. I'm like, you pu- clearly put some thought into that. And you're like, oh, I want to do that. That's unique. And I'm like, okay. That's, that's a good, like, little peek into some people, I think.
1: Yeah, where did you get that branding knowledge? Like, cause dude, you, I didn't have, like, any of this. Even, like, I
0: knew nothing. The font. What the ad- font is that? It was the Adderall. Oh, dude, my like my, my video guy right now. That was funny. <laughs> my, my video guy right now, he, uh, every video he gives me, I'm like, dude, the font sucks. The font sucks. The font sucks. Or this sucks. Or that sucks. And I think about these, like, little tiny things all the time. Even in my gym, I'll tell all the trainers. I'm like, dude, what are you guys doing? Like, the gym looks like a shithole. And it's, like, one dumbbell on the ground. And I just, like, I literally just, like, fucking short circuit. So you can't work out there? Oh, no. Yeah. (laughs) Like, oh, no. I mean, dude, I literally went to my gym maybe ten times in the last year and a half. Where do you train when you're home? I work out in, like, gyms that are close by, actually. They're, like, kind of bodybuilder, half-slash, CrossFit, this, that, blah, 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 blah. Just because you can't separate? I used to be able to do it, and it was great. But then it just became, like... Everybody wanted to talk to me. I was mad about the dumbbell on the ground, or, you know, you know someone's training. You weren't able to enjoy it. Someone's training during a very, very crowded class. They shouldn't be training, like, all these different things. So, yeah, that stuff, like, really, really bothered me and got to the point where, like, people always think, like, oh, Ryan doesn't even care about this place anymore. It's like, dude, I care about this place so much that, like, I'm here at the CrossFit Games just saying hi to everybody. Like, I, you know, the ticket here was not cheap. Like...
2: Well, can I ask why you <laughs> wouldn't, why wouldn't you just address those things? What do you mean? Like, at the, if they bothered you, like why, like, why not just get them, why not fix them, I guess is the question. The
0: at things, the box. Things yeah, at the yeah, gym? Yeah, yeah. Because the more I spend time in the gym, the more I take away from online. And it really, it. It's tough. It's so a, it's, it's,
2: like, a, it's a math equation for you. Yeah, it's yeah, a really okay. tough. You have the
0: GM there. It's not like there's fires going
1: on. It's like little stuff, but for someone that cares as much as you do, yeah. it's aggravating.
2: Right. There's definitely a point where you're like, your OCD has negative return. No, but I
1: get that. <laughs> you get that as a box owner. It's like, put the fucking dumbbell away. Like, it's not a big deal to everybody else, but it's yeah. your baby. Yeah. And no, even if you pay someone 70 grand, no one will ever
0: care as much about your business as you they do. They shouldn't. It's not theirs. Yeah. So, Ryan's – Yeah. It's hard to separate So, that. like, I'm, I'm, I'm okay with the things that happen there. You know what I mean? But at the same time, it's like it's I have to – It's not a dump
2: <laughs> for the record. It's not, that's not what I'm suggesting. No. That, that was I'm, just just,
0: I'm just super, super right. OCD. You know, right. And I'm totally – like, <laughs> I know that. Like, I know I'm not <laughs> normal in that aspect. But, like, for me, it's, like, I know that the energy needs to be put online. And I hate to even say that. You know, I hate to, like, go to a meeting at my gym. Be like, this is what's really important. But, like, don't fuck this up type of thing. And it's not like that really either. But it's, like, I don't want to be the little plankton that's getting eaten by the whale. So, like, I have to go do all these other things. And sometimes I know, like, you look at my life. You're like, you like, you want to see a cool life, look at Ryan's life. And it's, like, you're eating whole foods every day. <laughs> you know, you <laughs> well, I travel you a lot. I do hard. a lot of cool shit. But it's, like.
1: I think a lot of people... He, did he was in Boulder. I was like, when are you here until... He's like, I don't know. And <laughs> oh, yeah, anybody I no that can schedule. do that is like, now that we've got a kid, I'm like, oh, that's what life without a kid is like. Yeah. Like, that's,
2: you're like, oh, you can just he's like, it's leave really cool the house here. whenever you want. And every day be like, well,
0: I might stay until Monday. I might stay until Tuesday. <laughs> I do work like an absurd amount of hours. I probably work like at least 10 hours a day every day. But even I'm when talking, you're mon- traveling? Monday through Sunday. Yeah, even this morning I woke up at 5 and I was in the coffee shop until like 11. And then came here, did all this stuff, went and worked out, came here. I'll go work again until, like, nighttime and go to bed. And your girlfriend's with you? And she works, too. So my girlfriend was, a, was a PA. What's her name, assistant. Zoe? Zoe. Zoe what? Ziegler. Zoe Ziegler? So,
1: oh, she's like a – that sounds like a Zig Ziggler. No, right. right.
0: no, <laughs> <laughs> no, it sounds like somebody says smart things. Zoe Ziegler. She is smart. Um, she's a nutrition coach, right? She works for me on the CrossFit one-on-one – or not the CrossFit, sorry. On the chalk one-on-one side. Uh, so all the one-on-one coaching. So she built like she pretty much built most of it. So she had a really good job as a PA, physician assistant. It's like an amazing, yeah, amazing job.
2: Pays well. Yeah. Yep.
0: So she quit that job just to do it with me. So she makes already more than she was making as a PA, which is great. Um, and we're trying to grow that side of it. That's um, awesome. I want to keep growing the app. Obviously, that's like my most like I my vision for everything is to basically be. When you think of, like, big supplement companies, you think of, like, First Form, you think of, like, you know, Optimum Nutrition, you think of, like, all these things. I just want people to think of me as, like, the place that you go for training programs. Like, I just want you to be like, oh, I want to go to the gym and I want to get bigger. I want to get good at, you know, sports or whatever. And it's like, I'm going to do performance training, like, because that's what they do. And I just want to be thought of, like, in that that way, like, where there's, like, you only think of, like, three supplement companies. I want you to think of, like, you know, your top three training programs. In CrossFit, you have that with, like, comp train and mayhem and people can still consider me in there but it's like I want expanding outside of that now. I want to be outside of that and I want people to just be like training, chalk, boom. Like that's what I want.
2: But I think that's cool because that's that's your one thing. It's programs. So it's like not a bunch of other shit. So it's like I like programs. I want to be known for programs. I'm like fucking do programs man. Like,
1: Well I was telling you we're a Lifetime a lot of the time my wife and I and yeah that'd be perfect. Like you see people doing like nonsense there. Like Mm. they should be doing something <clears throat> smarter than just whatever they, I don't know where they get their stuff. Yeah, but. What's
0: today's date right now? It's the six. In yeah, four days eight, I'm six. talking to the vice president of 24 hour fitness and I'm gonna try to get chalk into like every 24 hour fitness on the world. That'd be. It's gonna be insane. Sweet. So if it actually works out, it'd be really, really cool. That'd be like my first step of like walking towards that goal that That'd I have. That'd be amazing. Yeah. What was it like with uh, Zoe to get her to quit her job? Very, very stressful. For both of you or mostly for you? <laughs> She's like, I want you to have a really, really big life change at the time, so I want you to sell your gym at the same time. So, like, and I was like, because I'm always oh, like... She was doing
2: one of those things. Yeah. I'm always like, like, I don't know right. if I can sell if I money. give up something, you're going to give up something. Because <laughs> yeah.
0: it's really hard, right? Her yeah. job was really hard, and I... So, so hard Alex, to get to. Like, she... That's a tough yeah. degree. So, my friend Alex Hermosi, yeah. like, probably, yeah. probably my best friend, Um, he... Literally is like, dude, I know that you will get to the next level as soon as you sell your gym because you'll just get that headspace will be gone. That's, and I agree, but it's like – and that's why I have a manager. So to me, it's like – I have because so Alex is like, did you sell your gym? And I'm like, no, I have a manager. I don't think about it anymore. It's like, it's all good. And he's like, no, 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 no. not the same. Good right? Not good enough. Same. Not the same. And it's like, but I like all my content's there. And, like, I, like I, I really care about the people there. I care about the coaches. Like, I care about everyone, even though not everyone thinks that. But it's like, I care so much. And it's like. <sighs> so, Al- I mean, Layla, which is Alex's wife, is like talks to Zoe like every single day. So they both really want me to do well, and they're like, "This is these are the steps that you need to do." So she's like, "You should do that step," and I'm going to do this step, and then you know it'll be fair. And I'm like, "That's not the same," you know what <laughs> I mean? But like, um, I've 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 talked to a lot more people recently about acquiring the gym than I ever have, and I definitely would consider it. I just want it to be the right the person. right person. Yeah. I spent eight years in that gym. But if for the right like, price, do you care if it's the right person? Uh, I would let the right person do it for significantly less money. So it is so really important to, you to hold up the integrity of chalk. Yeah, if you're out and there and you th- you really want to make content, you want to be part of chalk, and you want to be like, you you really want to love it like I did for the last eight years, then I'll definitely consider. He's also it. Also looking for a media guy, full time, <laughs> right? Uh, yeah, that'd be cool too. There you go. <laughs> we well, might. Yeah, Who knows? Lake Tahoe area. So
1: obviously. getting into you said it was the twenty 24- four what box? 24-hour 24 24 yeah.
0: 24 fitness. You have the new app coming out. Anything else? Um, just the one-on-one program is new. That's something that took me a while to put together to in a way. To work with the coaches. To work with the coaches. So I have different coaches online than I have in the gym. I thought I could do the people in the gym, but you kind of have to have separate. So it's just like it's not easy, as you think. Um, the one-on-one coaches are like, I mean, they work hard. Like, you got to, you know, people want oh, a lot of communication. Tough, yeah. 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 Um, it's not
2: as easy as people think it is.
0: The training programs you you really need to care about. There's a lot more training programs there than I have in my app. A lot of people think that you can just follow. You can just start following some training program, and that's like not the way the world works. A lot of people no, don't. You're you to start at a specific
1: time. I know when you get on there, it'll say like if you're just starting, go back to this day. Yeah. Oh, I did want to talk about a couple of things. Your body weight. I like that. Like. uh in the it, winter, I would wake up and do, like, one of your body weight workouts in my basement just to get moving. They're one of a kind, dude. Yeah, but they're just, like, yeah. cool, like, you know, not that they're easy, but they're, like, jumping jacks, mountain climbers, push-ups. So yeah. I was doing, like, you know, 20 minutes just to get moving. And then one thing we were talking about in the FBA, you have those density days. Yeah, those are I love high. those. So density days, you take, I think, six movements typically? It's six to seven. Depends on the day, yeah. And you have to do 100 reps of each. And usually there's,
0: like,
2: a eight-minute,
0: t- which, of course, that's I don't about. I'm assuming abide.
2: that's just for... Hypertrophy?
0: Yeah. So like I do, uh, I do traditional like progressive overload and then I have one day where it's like, I know all these guys like interval stuff, so I'm going to put something that we can at least measure. Right. So we do an AMRAP style of a bodybuilding movement It's seven minutes. (laughs) And then I don't. I don't listen. I it's, all go it's all good. It's to one hundred. I'm like, I gotta finish this thing. Oh no, it, it's so it switches. Some cycles it's one hundred reps per time, okay. and then other cycles it's seven minutes for max reps. It's like back squat was one day. Can right? we talk
2: about this for a second? Because this is this is something I, I how I don't listen to the
1: programming. Correct. Yeah, <laughs> the,
2: he's he's seen it. He's never actually done any of the work. <laughs> but I, this is something, and so for the record, I we fully endorse like using other people's program. Right, like we have nothing to sell people with regard to programming. Right, but I do think that everybody overlooks one of the most important aspects of programming and it's just like does somebody want to do that
0: i call it the x factor
2: right and i and this is where i think a lot of gym owners trainers like forget just the whole world there's like well if i just take this and i facilitate they will be fine i'm like right but it's not fun nobody wants to do that and you don't actually give a shit about it and this is why i think more people should write their own programming like we write our own programming at our facility and we're constantly challenging. them. they're like, that workout sucks. Don't write that. Yeah. Like, I'm not saying it's not a good training session. Mm-hmm. Nobody's showing up for that. And I'm not doing it. <laughs> I own the joint, and I'm not going to show up for yeah. that. Right? Like That sucks. Mm-hmm. And I think, I think it, it's weird. If you nerd out on fitness and training, it's, it, it feels a little slimy to talk about it that way, I think, sometimes. But I think it's important.
0: Yeah, I mean, if we had someone on here who had a PhD in, like, progressive overload and, you know, different training variables, like, probably, like, Dr. Mike Israelty from RP Strength. Right. And, I mean, I can go straight super nerd right now, but I'm just not going to because it's not worth it. And, like, people will just get boring and fall But that's my point. Asleep. But it's, like, what you're saying is.
2: But you can take that stuff and I can put <laughs> the fun factor onto it and achieve the same thing oh and everybody will show up for it
0: so he remembers density days and and all these things because it doesn't exist anywhere and it's it's my version of what it could be to get a very good result still and I think that is what is missing because people people are either their shit's not fun or it is fun but still has absolutely no direction right it's just
2: random yes
0: like you can't go I remember I worked for a box one time when I was still coaching and it was just hero wads every day just like Murph one day, and then, like, Morrison another way, and then, like, it would be, like, Chad thousand step box stumps, step ups the next day, it's just, like, because they just wanted the whole session to be filled, and people were just moving nonstop, and it's, like, you can only do that for so many times, like, and you can only do it so many times, and, like, no one has, like, any strength built in. Well,
2: it's also one of those things, like, you could take a series of, replace any of those with, like, what we would call, like, hey, this is a well-designed workout. I'm not saying those are not well-designed. Those are designed for a different reason. But you could take five workouts that are well-designed, put them together, and now have garbage training. Mm-hmm. And I don't think people think, they're like, oh, I'll just do all these together. And I'm like, that literally makes no sense. Like, you're going to have people injured within two weeks of yeah. doing that. And I, I don't know. It's a pet peeve of mine. I'm like, I think people abdicate that responsibility as a trainer or a box owner. And I'm not saying you can't outsource it and reduce your workload significantly, but I, th- I still think you should take ownership of it. Just yeah for as are sure. professional
0: People ask me when they, when they when they buy my programs,' like, "Hey, can I modify this? Can I modify this? I'm like, "You should absolutely modify it to whatever you think the people in your gym are going to need. like there's never going to be a program you're going to copy and paste and it's going to be legit for your yeah. gym. That's what right we, we may another oh, We tell everybody but, that I'm like yeah.
2: at the, the high end consider it seventy five percent done on yeah. the high end I but like that Yeah, you know, cool.
1: and, and you know for example, some of your days some of your programming, it's like we're going to hit the same two movements. And and that might seem like it's going to get boring, but it's you need to do that. Like we we need that to consistency, and then the other movements would you know fluctuate. It's like
0: accountability with a coach. Like yeah. every week you're like checking in. You're like, okay, I'm not being a pussy. You know, yeah. okay, I'm not being a pussy. So it's like, you know, I the X factor is really like it's it's hidden by like the term RPE, basically, right? Like the how hard did you go on that rep? So like you're never going to go hard on the rep if you don't like the workout. So like. The X factor of, like, do you like the workout is kind of the intensity factor. So, yeah, you do need to make it interesting, and it does need to change. But, fuck, man, so many people come into CrossFit because they're beginners. You know, they they went to the the gym. They had no clue what they were doing. They were just doing three sets of 10 on everything, and they left. Or they were just doing some workout they found in, you know, Men's Health magazine. Or, actually, nowadays, they're just bookmarking all their favorite workouts on Instagram. And it only works for so long. And then all of a sudden they come into – they go to uh, CrossFit gym and all of a sudden the intensity is fucking through the roof because now they're like going really, really fast. They get insane results. And then six to 12 months later, it's like I don't know what's happening anymore. So then they find me or they find someone else who does programming. And they're like, oh, my God, I'm getting all these results again. And then the longer you've been in it, the harder it gets to get like two more pounds of muscle, like ten more pounds on your weight. So it becomes more and more important. Um, and then also in the competitive realm for these guys, it's like they just – they already came in as, like, complete savages and something. They were, like, an insane gymnastics person. They were, like, an insane football player. Yeah,
2: genetics got brought to the table. Yes. Yeah.
0: And a lot of people were just like, he looks like that because of CrossFit. He's like, eh, he looked like that, like, 90% before it, he started. It didn't
2: hurt, but yeah. th- th- that there's a word. Yeah. It's now a professional sport. Genetics is a thing. Totally. Let's not pretend it's not. Like, yeah. some of some people are just never making it to that stage. I was genetically
0: 5'5". <laughs> <laughs> well, but, I mean, you see that. You see, that. I mean, I played
2: college basketball, and it's just there's regardless of how much I would ever train. Has to bring that up, on but every show. no, I'm not, I'm not. I'm actually not giving myself a compliment here. There's certain guys you walk out onto the court, and I'm, I'm like, I'm never, I'm never doing. I'm not dunking on that guy. Yeah. He's gonna dunk on me. I'm never gonna be able to guard that dude. I'll yeah. do my best, but this is gonna be a disaster, right? Like, it just is what it is.
0: I mean, Tia Tumi has been winning forever. I don't think that. Like, I, I I'm, I'm not gonna like say anything like outrageous here, but I'm not going to say her training is better than everyone else's training. She's probably just a savage. Yeah. Like, well, well, it was on the uh, bobsled she's the too, She's right? the Terminator,
2: dude. Yeah. She's genetically gifted and, and mentally locked in.
0: But you could say it about almost every CrossFit athlete. So, like, that's why like, I get in like, such an argument about, you know, whose programming is the best. It's like, she's crushed forever. Matt Frazier fr- crushed forever. Rich Fronin crushed forever. Like, Dan, Annie Thorisdottir crushed forever. It's like, all these people came in, and they were just savages to begin with. And it's like... I
2: forget who I was talking to. So, oh, I'm going to... But they were, this was like for, was some high-end coach, and he was just like, yeah, I have that conversation with coaches all the time. He was like, hey, do you really think
0: that, the best that you're
2: the best... Like, you really think that if I couldn't give this athlete to another coach and they couldn't get a very similar result with that? Like, oh, can, I can you know who you. Uh, um Your jujitsu coach. Amal. Amal. Amal was talking about it. He's like, do you really think, like, you made that guy? He's right. like, no. He's like, you p- directed them a little bit, gave them some pointers, but, like... That was 90% done when it walked in the door, yeah. you know.
0: I don't want to discredit anyone. It's just, it's. No, 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 but, it I, I, just but, but
2: it's a thing though. Right? Yeah. It's, it should, it, let's not pretend it's not, right? Mm-hmm. Like, and you can take somebody who has holes in their mental game, right? And you can shore that up. Or you can take somebody who has, you know, some minor deficiencies with regard to, you know, muscular stamina. is like, where, like how far they can get through certain workouts. And I'm like, you can tweak that. But what are we talking about? We talking about 5%? Yeah. Like.
0: Well, my, mess, my main message in that, in that note is, like, if you're someone right now who has been trying to get to regionals for 10 years, it's probably, even if you did make it to the games, you would give up so much just to go and get last, which is, like, if, if you really, really want that, that's fine. But there's other things in your life that you might, you know, be able to chase after that are more attainable and might actually fulfill you more. Like, if you did the email and made a 1000 bucks, you might be like, oh, fuck, like, I really like, I have good things to say. Maybe I like writing emails all of a sudden. You know what I mean? And it's not that the money matters. It's just that, like, people heard you, and you're like, oh, people liked my message, right? Like, I don't care about how much money I make versus how much people like my programs. Like, I walk around here, and people are like, dude, I love your programs. No one says, like, how much money do you have? Uh-huh. It's like, dude, like, your programs are dope. And I'm like, dude, fuck yeah. And money will come because you love it. And it's like, I think a lot of people think that you know what it's like when someone's in a CrossFit gym, and they want to leave that gym. It's, like, impossible. They're like, oh, this other community might be better, but I'm just, like, I'm so attached to the gym. Or, like, I don't want to leave crossfit and go to a regular gym you know like maybe they've never done a good snatch ever in their life their whole body's like falling apart but they still just keep going and like doing like their little t-rex planes.
2: <laughs> god the conversation <laughs> they're like so and so doesn't want to snatch and i'm like okay who cares what fine yeah. Are we going to die on this hill? <laughs> like, what is it, are, really? Is that, I was talking to a coach and one of the coach development, and they're like, you know, she just, you know, we had this argument because she didn't want to do the 400-meter run. And I'm like, I don't understand you having this argument with yeah. the client. She wants to row and I'm like, then let her row. Yeah. It literally doesn't matter. Is she going to have a good time and get her fitness on? I'm like, then go with that option because anything else out of that makes you the idiot. Yeah. And I'm like, it's silly.
0: Before you leave, <laughs> where can everybody find your stuff? Chalk? Uh, chalk Performance Training. So you would have to just go to the Instagram in the link of my bio on, Ryan, on Instagram. It's just Ryan Fish, R-Y-A-N-F-I-S-C-H. And then it's chalk.performance training on the Instagram. Good stuff. Yeah. We've, we've saved <laughs> Ryan's reputation at <in> CrossFit. <laughs> we've talked about
1: programming. And Talk uh, about business. Really, Talk I'm, about mindset. I really hope you get that deal with uh.
0: Oh, dude, 24. I'm excited. That's yeah.
1: really – that'd be phenomenal. I was supposed
0: to have it the day before COVID happened so I was driving up to San Diego oh this is like
1: two years now mm-hmm.
0: so I was oh, driving wow. up I was gonna have the conversation and then she called me and she's like hey everything's been cancelled like the whole world just died and then I was like oh my god so I waited two years now to have this conversation that I'm gonna have in four more days well <laughs> overnight
2: success
1: congrats <laughs> that's on, what they'll say congrats on that and I think you know Alex and I agree sell the gym open up that space good stuff's coming Thank you. I, I appreciate, appreciate it. it. I'm glad we got to link up, and we really appreciate you coming on the yes, show. Yeah, it's been fun, dude. Thank yeah, you. Appreciate guys. it.
2: Yep. Um, if you guys have questions, don't ask us. Ask Ryan. Um, <laughs> he knows more than yeah. us. <laughs> he knows more about programming than we do. But uh, but yeah, dude, this has been fun. Uh, it's. I think it's always good to pick people's brains and just like see where they're at and see where they're going and wish you the best, dude. Thanks. I yeah. appreciate it. Cool. Cool. All right. See you guys next time. We appreciate you choosing to have us help you in your passion for coaching and affiliate ownership. If you're interested in learning more, you can reach out to us on any social media platforms, or you can visit www.besthouroftheirday.com to book a call. If you found this episode helpful for you, please share it so that we can help other coaches and affiliate owners to help build a bigger and stronger CrossFit community.